Hello, welcome back to the podcast. At the time of this recording, we're in the middle of a five-day workshop all about creating a breakthrough to your well-being and finding your version of work-life balance. And I want to share with you one of the trainings. Um, So if you want to really get more out of this today, I would highly recommend that you register for the workshop where you can actually get the visuals and the practices and the full five-day training. Because today, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into just the seven blocks that prevent you from preventing this balance that you desire, the life that you desire, and that sustainable success that you're looking for with your health and your joy and and your overall success. And so this is just going to be one part of that training, and I just think that it's going to be so helpful for you to kind of see what are these blocks? Do they resonate with you? Are these things that you can start to overcome and you can start to become more aware of? Awareness is such an important thing. However, our action is the thing that's going to start to change things. And so we're just going to touch on that awareness aspect today. You can get the practices and the full training at www.wellandwildmethod.com backslash breakthrough, and you will receive a dashboard where there'll be all the recordings and the slides and the practices for this training. This is completely free, although it does require you to invest your time, which is the part that most people will not do, but I know that you're here and you want to actually make a shift in your life. So you will probably do that. All right. So one more thing that I want to let you know before we jump into the podcast today is that my 20-week transformational program is going to be opening the doors soon. A registration is going to be open. I usually only open this twice a year, and this is the last time for 2022. And so This program is really the deeper work. This is the stuff that we go beyond that surface level stuff um, that leads to surface level results and actually gets down into the nitty gritty of our beliefs, our identity, and the blind spots that have us running in cycles so that you can actually create the life that you really, truly want. One thing that people always tell me about my training is, wow, I've worked with a lot of coaches, but they normally don't go this deep because, guys, I really... I have done this work and I know that it works. And most people want to just kind of give the quick fix and the hacks. And while sometimes those things are so helpful, it doesn't actually give us the sustainable success that we're looking for. So the things that I teach in this training are the skills and the awarenesses that will literally impact you for the rest of your life. It will set you up for the things that no matter what comes your way, you're able to navigate it because you now have the tools and the skills. And that's the thing that I love most about this training. So Well and Wild Method will open soon. You can get on the priority notification list to find out when the doors open to learn more about the program at wellandwildmethod.com backslash waitlist. And there you will see some testimonials. You will learn more about the program. And so if you were someone that wants to actually go beyond the surface level work, this is definitely for you. If you're someone that wants to stay surface level, that just wants to create the awarenesses and not do anything with them, it is not for you. You are faced with a choice when you learn about these things. You can either turn away and retreat to the familiar discomfort while knowing that you're meant for more, 
Or you can embrace the temporary discomfort and push yourself to create the authentic life you've always dreamt of. Of course, if you choose this path, there will be moments that you are uncomfortable AF. But this is the thing I always tell people is you don't have to do this alone. So Well and Wild Method is the way that you can continue this journey alongside someone that will support you, guide you, and give you these tools and teachings that you don't have to go out and search and do it alone. Okay, so I hope that you enjoy today's podcast. I know that during the training, a lot of people resonated with these seven blocks, and I'm sure you will find one in there that is so transformational in just a great awareness for you so that you can start to transform this. All right, enjoy today's podcast. You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Wellbeing Workshop. We are going to get started because I know that y'all are probably busy. Um, And so we're going to jump right into the seven blocks that we have to a balanced well-being. You may want to grab a piece of paper because there might be some notes that you want to take. The recording will be provided for you if you want to rewatch this. And I hope that the homework that you had for day one went well. And you created some awareness for yourself because that's definitely the first step to us making a change. I want to talk about why we are developing awareness. And this concept, I've heard this from a coach that I worked with. It really helped me understand why awareness is so important. And of course, it matters what we do with that awareness afterward. So what we're going to be creating today is yesterday we talked about generally programming, the programming that we have in our lives that prevent us from having a balanced well-being. And today we're actually going to get down into the seven, the seven beliefs, the seven blocks that are pretty common that prevent us from having a balanced well-being, especially like sustainable balance. So when we're developing that awareness, what it does is it gives us access to something or it gives us access to be able to have more control in our life. When we don't know if something is controlling us and we don't know what it is, then it's as if it's a blind spot. We don't know it's there. So that's really what we're going to be doing today. And I love this, this concept of thinking you can either be a thermometer or you can be a thermostat. And this is what that means. If you are being a thermometer in your life, then that means that you are changing according to the things around you, according to your external environment. If you are being a thermostat, then you are setting your temperature, deciding what your range is, and then changing your environment based on what you want. The difference is that you're either in the driver's seat or you're not. 
And you're, when you're getting pushed and pulled by things, you're being a thermometer. And so when we develop this awareness, it gives us access to, oh, okay, like that's something that's been controlling me, that's been having me be a thermometer. And I want to now step out of that and set my thermostat to this range. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about how to actually set the thermostat. But today we're going to just become aware of what are the things that are affecting your temperature? Like, how are you being a thermometer? And if you're human, you're probably being a thermometer sometimes. And that is okay. And that is an important part of this work is to not have it be so significant, to not make yourself wrong. And so that's what I really encourage you guys today as we go into this is to go into this with an open mind, be curious, and know that we all have these these blind spots. And so the main thing for you today is that we're going to be looking at seven different ones. And as we go through them, I want you to think about what is most present for you. Which one do you resonate with the most? Yes, there is overlap between the two, or there might be overlap between two, or you might have two. But I really want you to try to silo it down into just one or two things that are really having you be a thermometer. Because consider this, is that when you see all seven, you might be like, oh, well, I do all of them and I don't know where to start. And that's just, again, your fear coming up and you being a thermometer. (laughs) I'm going to encourage you right now and just go ahead and set the tone that that is probably what's going to happen. You're probably going to resonate with a lot of them and that is okay but we want to choose one and that's going to give us access. That'll affect the rest of that, right? If we just start with one focus, that's going to help us. So let's go ahead and jump in. The reason that you might not be aware of these is because these are functions of your subconscious mind. This is where the programming exists. Subconscious means you are not conscious of them. In other words, we're not aware of them until you become aware of them. And the problem is, is that our subconscious mind influences 95% of our reality. For the people that are here and you guys actually doing this work, that might be less and less, but essentially what we're doing is we need to reprogram the subconscious mind so that it's actually conscious in terms of we are putting the information in there that we want so that that it determines our reality. The only reason you don't have the reality that you want right now is because your subconscious mind is controlling it. So we're bringing those things to the surface today and bringing them into the conscious mind. This is where you have conscious choice. So what this essentially comes down to is, are you choosing from fear or are you choosing from love or faith or vision? We um, can be pushed by our pain, by our fear, but what we're trying to do is be pulled by our vision from a conscious place. And I have this image here because the saying goes, you cannot see the picture when you're in the frame. So that's why I'm here and showing you what these blocks might be, because once you start to actually see them, they become way more obvious. (laughs) And it's almost like, oh my gosh, that's there, that's there, that's there. We're pointing those out. We're having you step outside of the frame and look at this from more of an objective view. So let's jump into them. We're going to do one at a time. And so you can see all the different images. We're starting with the one that is in that reddish, that reddish brown color. So this first one is really about 
this belief that busy is a badge of honor. Now, I want to remind you, this is in your subconscious mind. So you're going to see this more in your behaviors and your actions. You may not actually think it right the second. So this is where I want you to really be honest with yourself and start to see, hmm, are you someone that packs your schedule back to back? Are you like finding it hard during the day to like run and grab something to eat or maybe take a phone call or go to the bathroom? Do you take pride in running around and, you know, always having something to do? This way of being is really, it it gives us the opportunity, the benefit of these. We all have benefits of these blind spots, by the way. The benefit of this one is that you get to avoid things like your well-being. So if you have a packed schedule, guess what? You don't have to slow down and be with yourself and notice maybe, oh, I have all this other stuff that I really need to tend to. Or you can avoid hard conversations because, oh, I have to go and do all these things. Or you get to avoid, um, you know, doing the things that you maybe really that truly do bring you joy because you have a reason and you're like, well, I'm busy. And so this is really just like a societal thing, right? It's very common that we're addicted to busy. We see other people doing it. So this is the thing is that we're influenced by them. We're like, oh, well, they're busy all the time. So they must be successful. And that's the blind spot is that we associate being busy with being successful. All right. Next one, proving. So This blind spot is really comes from this energy of wanting to prove yourself and hear me out for this one. Your actions might look like looking at competition and seeing how they're doing it and trying to do it better. Or, and this can be in anything. This could be like in relationship, in business, in just life stuff that you're finding like, oh, well, I just saw Ray trying to go on vacation. So I need to go on vacation. Or I just saw them get this promotion, like I need to get a promotion. And this way of being is like, it, it, we're really influenced by our external environment. This one can also look like what I call as like shiny object syndrome. Like you bounce around because you're trying to prove something and it's hard for you to actually stay focused on one thing. So this blind spot might show up as like, you're jumping around. Um, you start this thing and then you stop and then you start this thing and then you stop. This can happen in well-being practices. Like when it comes to our physical well-being, we might be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go do pull-ups because I need to do pull-ups. And then we start that and then we're like, no, like I really need to do yoga. No, I really need to do like a martial art. And it's just like, we're bouncing around because we're trying to prove something. So that's how that one shows up. This can obviously show up in our work and the way that we operate in there, because maybe we think that if we make more money, then that means that we are worthy. And you'll see that kind of come up in a lot of these. And what I find with the clients that are often in this place when I'm talking to them is, you know, especially my clients that have achieved success by society standards, this one is really obvious for them because they're like, well, I, I checked all these boxes. Like I have the house, I have the family, I have the blah, 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 whatever it is for them. Yet I don't really feel fulfilled. Well, it's because we're operating from this subconscious place. So that might be common. Okay, number three is this either or mindset. Um, This can also be called like a scarcity mindset. Um, 
And this one is really, this is actually something that's um, really present for me. And I kind of denied that this was for a while, but then I realized, oh, like that's what that is. So this one can be kind of sneaky. What normally is happening with this one is that you're going to be experiencing a lot of self-sabotage. You'll get to a certain point, let's say in your workout routine, and then like you get hurt <laughs> and you're like, oh, I can't work out anymore. Or maybe um, you set yourself up for failure. So what this means is like, I've had claims that will, you know, start a business and they expect themselves to be able to do all of these things and they just can't maintain it. Or you expect yourself to be able to do, you know, like I always make fun of the health trends, right? You got to drink a green juice in the morning. You got to drink a bulletproof coffee. You have to drink, you know, celery juice and a green, and like all these things. It's like, you cannot do it. And so the self-sabotage is really common in this either-or mentality. And this is why, this is how the either-or plays in, is you subconsciously, again, it's not conscious, like subconsciously you think you can either have this or you can either have that. This is the same thing as the all or nothing. You can hear the or in there, the all or nothing mentality. I neither they need to be all in or I'm out. I can either have a great relationship with my partner or I can have a successful career. I can either have peace in my life or I can have great relationships. And we're going back and forth. And so what another way that this might show up is that in your life, you experience success in one area but you struggle it in the other. So the subconscious might belief might be that these things cannot coexist. And um, our work here is really to increase our capacity for the greatness and the goodness and the amazingness in our life and to really experience the abundance and to look for examples of that. But we're not getting into how to address these yet. We're just, we're just looking at what they are. So just a little insight on that one. Okay, number four, is this for that, the this for this, this for that uh, mentality. It's like we're trading our time for money. You think that you need to work really, really hard in order to make money. Therefore, you neglect other things because you have um, the this for that mentality. And um, you might sabotage, sabotage will come in this one because you think like you didn't work hard enough or you didn't do the thing that was enough. So like this, you could maybe think, oh, like I worked out today, but it wasn't enough. So um, I don't, you know, deserve to, I don't know, reward myself or whatever it is. I don't know. Like something like you, it's always like this tit for tat mentality. And you might notice that you do this in relationships. Like Normally, if we do this in one area of our life, like with ourselves, we're going to be doing this outside as well. So this one really has to do with like tying up our worth with work um, when we're taking it into the work sense. So I need to work so many hours in order to make money. Um, I find this a lot with my clients that I've seen like they've been able to drop the amount of hours that they're working significantly, significantly but maintain or make even more money. 
And what they'll find is sometimes they just create busy work for themselves because they feel weird and they have their, their worth tied up into their work. So they're like, well, I don't deserve that money. So I need to do something for it. Um, this can also come up in relationships, like maybe, um, you know, giving a lot of gifts or doing a lot of things for the person and expecting something in return. And then you're disappointed eating really healthy for a couple days and then not seeing the results that she wants. So you give up. So this one is, this one's pretty common. The other thought with this one is I need to do this first and then I can do that. And so the, this for that mentality is we're constantly pushing out the experiences that we want to be having. So we might say like, well, I need to get this promotion first and then I'll start prioritizing my well-being. I need to get onboarded into this job first and figure all of this stuff out first. And then I will, whatever, start dating again or something. So that's how that one shows up. Okay. Oh, someone said, oh, I do that, this or that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Being good or bad. This kind of sounds like kind of silly um, because you might be like, oh, I don't look at things like that's good and that's bad. But I think this one's this one's fairly, fairly common. So let's talk about that, that this. So this is the one that I really want to look at with this one is is we demonize for most of the people that are trying to have a breakthrough in their well-being is that they might demonize. I know that's a strong word, but demonize rest. Like you think that if you slow down and you take time for yourself, that that is bad. And working really, really hard and long hours is good. And it means that you're a good, you're, you're a good boy. You're a good girl. <laughs> this can be helpful to also see how you make judgments around other people. Like, you know, if you watch other people doing things and you might hear them say like, oh, well, I only work 20 hours a week. You might be like, gosh, they're lazy. <laughs> That's bad, right? Or I, you know, am a stay-at-home mom and maybe you're judging them. Or maybe they're a working mom and you're judging them, whatever it is. But this one is really common in terms of demonizing, resisting, slowing down, pausing, checking in. You might rationalize to yourself, I don't need it. I often hear say, I don't, I only need three hours of sleep. Like I'm fine. I only need four hours of sleep. I'm fine. I don't need it. I don't need to rest. I don't need to be acknowledged for the things that I do. I don't need your help because you associate maybe needing help with being bad or you associate going and asking your partner to do something um, you associate as that's bad and, and you're not, you know, you're not good. This one also comes up that you might be afraid that if you slow down, and I use the word slow down, but like that's the way that you might be thinking of it. If you if you stop and you pause for a minute, that you won't get things done and you won't be productive. Um, that not everything will get completed. The one that I often say to people with that mindset is we are all going to die with a to-do list. We are all going to die with a to-do list. And yeah, maybe it's morbid, but like if you're tied up in completing your to-do list all the time and you think that that's good, like, is that really how you want to be living your life? Probably not. Do you think it's good for your well-being? Probably not. But 
that one is pretty common. Okay, last two. So let's go into this one. This is focused on short term. Focus on the short term. So again, subconscious, you don't necessarily realize that you do this, that you're focused more on instant gratification and getting more of like the immediate things done. So the urgent, the things that are going to feel good to get done. This one can also be that thought that we have like hard work tied to our success. Like if I just push through and I just do this thing right now, then that's better. But we're not developing a behavior or actions that are associated with sustainable success. So for people that are focused on the short term, they're often just looking for how to get the thing done right now and quickly rather than thinking about what's of the highest good for themselves or for the company that they're running or for the team that they're creating. And this can be really common if you're a business owner or even if you know, you're leading a team when <laughs> like if you're looking at hiring and firing, um, people often, if they're looking for just short-term stuff, they'll be like, oh, I'll just do it myself. Like um, they've hired someone, but they don't take the time to train them because like they just want to get the task done. They might avoid hiring someone because they're like, oh, well, it's working right now. Another one here is like, they, you might avoid looking for a better position in a company because you think that's going to take too long. So you're just like, well, this works for now. So we're constantly like rationalizing like, well, this is okay right now, but we're not ever really looking at the long-term solution or the thing that's of the highest good. So I think this one is like short-term, we're often sacrificing our values to get something done. So a really great way to solve this one is identify what your values are and make sure that you're acting in alignment with that. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow. All right. Just checking in with you guys. Um, someone says, this has been me. And it's almost like a trust thing, trust to build the long-term habits that I know will help me, but seem not important right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Like that's a big, that's probably a breakthrough is like trusting that when you create the habits, that it will work. Um, and so the reason that we focus on the short term is because we're scared. Like it, the, all of these are fear-based. So like, oh, I just need to get it done. Um, and even though logically, consciously, you know, it'll help you to like create a long-term habit, you avoid it because it's fear. And this is really what, like, if we had to just distill all these down, they are fear-based. And so whenever we're making choices from fear, it's not of our highest good, obviously, or other people around us. Um, so, you know, we can be motivated by that. Um, but you'll see more. So like, how do we actually address this? Like, I know that you guys are probably like, okay, I resonate with these, but like, then what? So let's look at this next one, being a hero. This has actually been pretty funny with like some of my clients that they'll actually name this part of themselves, like the hero like always having to be the hero, which is why I named it this one, because it's like this mindset of I need to do it all. I am in control. I'm the only one that can do this. Like I don't need or want to ask for help because like 
I just need to do it all. And the actions, how that shows shows up is that you end up having a lot on your plate. And then people treat you that way. That's like all of these two is like, I want you to like think about this from like how people are relating to you. When you start acting like you are just going to do everything, like let's say you're living in a house with some people, you know, and you just do all the things all the time. You unload the dishwasher, you take out the trash, you do it all. Cause you're just like, I, I just, I just do it. Well, they're going to start to relate to you as the person that does it all, all the time. So whether you're running a team or a household or whatever, and you're irritated that nobody else is helping you, well, it might be because you haven't asked or people are just like, I don't know. I don't want to get out of her way. I know that like I can have this mentality and I'll like get in my house and I'll start cleaning up and like my partner, he'll be like, what in the heck? Like he's just like, I got to get out of her way. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and then, but I've realized like, hey, I asked for help and I need to be specific. And so this can really show up and just like feeling like you need to do it all yourself. This is really common for business owners. Um, they avoid hiring because of this um, or they hire and it doesn't go well and they're in a repeating cycle. Um, this is also common with our well-being, thinking that you need to figure it out all by yourself. Um, for me, one of the things that has been so helpful is like, I'll, I hire trainers. I work out with groups of people. I ask for support from people, like get a running buddy, go do things with people. Um, actually I had a client, she might be here, um, that, that did this, like, you know, asked for support when she was starting a new hobby. Um, so these are the types of things that get you out of it. I think you guys can just write it in the Q&A. I don't know if like the chat is working. I might have it like turned off. But so if you're not sure where to type in, it looks like it's in the Q&A. I can see you guys type it in there. Yeah. So just type it in. Thank you for letting me know. Um, type it into the Q&A. Someone said, I don't, feel call, call, I don't feel called out by this at all. Yeah, this is me too. Um, yeah. So welcome to being human. I just want to say to you guys, like, don't let this, like, I don't want you to look at this and be like, oh my gosh. You know, I want you to look at this as like, this is empowering to know this um, about yourself. Most people don't even do this work. Um, and this is the work that is really going to have you change things because you start to notice like, oh, that's that, that's that place that I, that's how I show up there. And that's not what I'm committed to. So I'm going to change it. Okay. We're going to wrap up. So these are the seven blind spots, your practices for this week are, I want you to, I, I encourage you to notice which of the seven blocks resonates with you the most and how can you disprove it if you really wanted to? What do you see that you need to shift? And these questions are in the journaling prompts that I'll send out to you after and they'll be on the dashboard where you can access all the recordings and everything. The main work is for you to just notice these blocks. So once you've identified which one or which two maybe are your common ones, just notice like you can go back, you can go forward. Like what I mean is you can think back into your past, maybe how you've been doing it this week or how you've maybe set yourself up to operate in this. What are the actions that you've taken? Um, and then our next step is to start to disprove it that it's not the absolute truth, that this belief, the subconscious belief is not the absolute truth, that there's examples that show you otherwise. 
And I want you to think of these, these blocks are like beliefs. And if we have a table with a belief, like think of like the tabletop as the belief and there's legs on the table. The four legs on the table make that belief stronger. Once we start to disprove it, then we're knocking the legs off of the belief, off of the table, and it becomes less and less strong and then easier for us to put something else in its place. So that's why this work is so important. First, we need to disprove it. We need to be aware of it, how it's running us in in cycles. And that way you're going to be able to access something different. So disprove the belief. Tomorrow is all about being well-balanced. We're going to talk about how to actually make that shift, how to actually step into this new way of being once you start to dismantle those beliefs. Um, if you guys have any questions, put them in the Q&A. But I am going to um, complete this for today. And if you know somebody that you think that would be benefiting from this right now, invite them, y'all, because they can still access the stuff, right? Like I know we already started, but they're going to be able to access the stuff until next, until late next week. So, um, invite them, you send them the link. It's just wellandwildmethod.com backslash breakthrough, and they can register and they'll get the emails and all of that. Um, the other thing that I didn't mention yesterday is that you have the opportunity to upgrade this experience where you can actually get tools and a meditation and some other things to actually, um, benefit you. If you are a current client of mine, you will get that. So I don't want you to go and and get that, but you'll see that on the dashboard if you want to do that. And I will catch you tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at WellWolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.